Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about love and its power to transform and heal. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 56, Falling in Love with Your Intuition. Ariana runs a business helping women experience more in their lives while reacquainting them with their joy and helping them to maneuver through life's crossroads. From breathwork to coaching, energy healing, and energy medicine, she can devise a protocol that is attuned with your uniqueness. By shifting your focus, expanding oneness, and choosing a life that makes you feel empowered and expansive, you can intentionally choose to live in joy and freedom and co-create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. In today's episode, we talk about how our sensitivity is our superpower and the power of self-love. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today we have a beautiful guest from Australia. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be able to speak to someone that is all about stirring of people's souls, which I love that you mentioned in your bio. And I always start out the podcast talking about what your love lesson is. And a love lesson is a space where, or an experience where you essentially have an aha moment. You're, you're brought to your knees as a catalyst. And the, sometimes it's a series of moments, but essentially it's a moment in your life where you decide, okay, I'm going to shift transform, move forward. And in that time, I'm also going to start to work on helping others do the same and devote my life to service. So I would love to hear what your love lesson is. Mm. Well, I think that uh, this is a series of love lessons. I felt, you know, when I was preparing for this question, I thought to myself that it's not necessarily just one big aha moment. It's almost as if I have been called throughout, say, a decade to start to trust in these moments so that I could lean in and follow the breadcrumbs, basically. Um, The first part of this whole journey was Uh, in my previous relationship, you know, when you just felt like things weren't going very well. A lot of the times, well, at the time anyway, and I'll own my own data for this one, I wasn't really taught to fix something that ain't broken, right? So I'm sure that everybody's had an experience before where you just feel like something just isn't right, but because there's no one thing that you can put your finger on, you're not really compelled to make a change because, you know, be grateful for what you have and everything's fine. And, you know, don't ask for too much, you know, all of these rhetorics and narratives that we've been taught through cultural programming and societal norms. And this relationship just didn't feel right for me. And I tried everything that I could to change my perspective and how I was showing up in the relationship. And, you know, this is kind of around the time where I started to teach yoga. You know, I did a full yoga teacher training intensive. It always just starts with the body, transforming the body, transforming the mind. And eventually uh, when I made a decision to 
leave that relationship just because of a feeling that was inside of me. It sat, set the catalyst for many other little aha moments that came about in the next 10 years, which then ultimately led to me realizing that love for self, trust in your intuition, learning how to lean into those feelings that we have that may not seem logical, but that you just know, all right. And then one by one, just breadcrumb by breadcrumb, you pick them up and you move on. And you don't really need to know where the end is, where you're heading for, as long as you're just leaning into that one breadcrumb at a time. Mm -hmm. And these are just the many, many aha moments that I've had where you feel into your intuition and you think, hmm, something just don't feel right here. And you lean in a little bit more and you look back in retrospect and think, ah, that's what that was, you know? Yeah, I love that because I think it's so important for people to listen to their intuition and allow their intuition to guide their life. And so many people don't for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes a breakup is a huge catalyst for most people. It was for me, like I moved across country after I broke up with an ex and it totally yeah. changed my whole life. And at the time it was so heart wrenching, but then it's so miraculous at the same time. Yeah, and I think we build up this trust in ourselves, you know, when we do hard things, when we lean into those things that just seem illogical, but that feel great. Right. And I think you're so right with that. People don't necessarily learn how to trust their intuition only because it's scary. You know, you build your whole life up to a certain point in, in this example for both of us, you know, and you're comfortable and you can kind of see where things are going. And But if something doesn't feel right, it takes a lot of courage to say, you know, this is not really what I want. Uh, and yeah, to lean into that is the victory in itself. Absolutely. So what was, so you moved into becoming a coach and helping people get in touch with their intuition what were you doing before I was in human resources oh wow so I worked in human resources in corporate for close to 15 years uh, on and off and you know with all of that information that I had learned about relating you know human resources in the old school function it's personnel right you're a paper pusher basically filing people's date of births and you know all of that kind of thing but as human resources has evolved over the last 20 years it's become really about emotional intelligence and I feel like I grew with the industry I grew internally and learned a lot throughout my own uh it was as if I was on a mission to learn about human behavior and in so doing learned about myself. And what I started to notice was that people were coming to me, not in my human resource capacity, but just outside of work to talk to me about all of these things that I had been learning. And so my coaching business, my mentoring business was so organic. It started so organically and it felt so right. Again, one of those things, you know, leaning into your intuition, you think, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Leaving a corporate career for mentoring and coaching without, you know, any sort of master's degree in it but it's paid off and I love every moment of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um really important for people to realize what they're naturally good at, you know, like the natural gifts that you have, because that's a gift to be able to for people to talk to you and for you to be able to listen and why people are drawn to you. And it's mm-hmm. really important, I think, for everyone to lean into their gifts that they're naturally good at. They don't even have to really think about it. It's just something that comes like breathing. And there's a lot of magic in those in that path if you're able to like follow your intuition into the into the spaces where you're naturally you naturally thrive. Yeah. You know, the old type of doing business, the old way of doing business was very much about uh, monetizing things that were that they could fit into a box, basically, you know, you're either in a marketing career or you were in, you know, a specific career. And I started to understand very early on that your gift, A, doesn't need to be monetized, firstly, and very importantly. But if it is something that you feel drawn to do and feel drawn to offer as a service and be in service in that way, you know, anything can be uh, gifted as a service to others. You know, your smile could light up a room. And in that case, you could be a gift to someone in an old age home or an orphanage, you know. And so we think that we need to have these quote unquote skills in order to do what we love. But it's as simple as what you just said, you know, find the thing that brings you joy that is as easy as breathing and do more of that. You know, I had a client the other day, we were working through something and she had this light bulb moment in our session. And she goes, you must be so tired after our sessions because you just, you know, you, you give all of this information for my aha moment. And I said to her, no, no, no. I'm so energized after our time together because I feel so alive, you know, it comes so naturally and I'm so full of joy that I'm able to offer that to others. I mean, you would experience that too, wouldn't you, in your practice? Yeah, I'm always energized. Even like when I wake up and I'm feeling, oh, really tired, the minute I see clients, it's like I get all this energy and I can go for hours and hours and hours. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. (laughs) But in the moment, it's great. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to do things that you love. And, and it's also fun to see people transform. I think that's the most like, like the most amazing thing to just see people just shift and change and become blossom into their beautiful selves and really just radiate from their soul and their hearts are open and they're living their lives. And you're just like, Oh, my God, I was feel so honored to be able to have helped you get there. Yeah, because you've been in business 10 years now with your acupuncture business, right? Right, yeah. Like you've had a lot of people come through your doors and like that is, that's the one uh, practice, you know, I do a lot of acupoint and acupressure, but not acupuncture, but I used to, before lockdown, used to live for my acupuncture sessions, you know, going to see my, my doctor once a month. It's just the most relaxing and exhilarating experience all at once so you would literally see someone walk in (laughs) being drabbed and dreary and maybe a little bit out of it and like walk out a completely different person that's transformation in front of your eyes yeah and on the table it's just really yeah (gasps) yeah so um it's so radically fast just how energy shifts and how things move in the body and 
being able to help people tap into that for themselves and working mm -hmm. on energy and in, in general, like just doing energy medicine and helping people tap into what that means to utilize their energy in a completely different way is also been mm -hmm. pretty transformative because you do energy work too, right? So like I being do. able to teach people, because I think it's a lot of it is helping people understand themselves and understand mm -hmm. how their energy works in their body, right? And just being able to yeah. utilize it for your benefit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people realize how energy precedes matter. Right. And out of all of the programs that I run, they're called Lessons in Truth. And there are three levels of it that basically work through the energy system and ritualistic practices that help someone get from a point of not knowing anything about energy and energy medicine to getting to the point where they can turn themselves around in any given moment and apply techniques and tools. And this sort of information, you know, if I had learned this when I was a wee little one, it would have quite drastically changed my life because we're taught that, you know, matter is all that matters. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're an empath. I think for me, being a baby empath, have not knowing that I absorbed energy the way that I did or do, I would have just, it would have changed my life. Like I would have had a completely different upbringing and different my sensitivities would have made more sense mm, your superpowers and, right yeah. yeah i would have been like okay this is how i could manage it so when I, i'm so excited when i meet empaths that are like young or highly sensitive people that are young and i could be like oh this is what's happening and you don't have to live most of your life trying to figure it out mm. yeah what a gift what a gift to be able to give that to someone who's in the midst of not even knowing that they're having that experience. Yeah. And I feel like a lot, I don't know, I don't know if you've experienced this with your clients, but because of COVID and being in a lockdown situation, I feel like a lot of people's dormant, like psychic intuitive gifts have woken up. It's almost like life is like, there's all this darkness. We need all your light workers, all you healers to like wake up all of you. <laughs> oh man, I just got goosebumps all over my body when you said that. It's so true. And here's the thing is that the sad part about that, which it, there is a really beautiful, exciting part about that. But if you're not taught how to manage what that is, you know, we're so used to managing the darkness within us. Sometimes when you see the light, you don't even know what it is. And so what I've come to notice is through this time, there's been a lot of numbing out, running from the problem, not like not really knowing how to see it for what it is and projecting that out onto others. Mm -hmm. You know, we have gone through some incredible stats over the last week here in Australia about suicides and, um, you know, uh, family violence and alcoholism that has increased. And I think that to a certain degree, if we are not openly talking about that sensitivity as being a superpower, right. yeah, encouraging people to speak about it and communicate with like-minded and know that sensitivity is a superpower. I'm going to say it again and again and again, because I even had a client the other day that said to me, I'm just too sensitive. Everyone tells me I'm too sensitive. And I said, don't you ever see that as a bad thing? It is such a good thing. It's just about learning how to shield yourself or barrier up against the negative forces 
when you don't want them in your space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be so powerful to like be able to harness your sensitivity because it can keep it can keep you out of harm's way, first of all. You know, yeah. it's one of these things where be, it can really heighten your situation of where you're at. It could help with business opportunities. Just life in general becomes more interesting when you can really tap in to that mm. sensitive space and however your sensitivities manifest. I think it's a really important for everyone to embrace them. And I know for me, it was, I felt like it was a curse forever. I was like, why would yeah. anyone want this? But then after a while I was like, oh my God, this is such a gift. This is so wonderful. And mm. being able to change your perspective is everything about <clears throat> your sensitivity. And now I want to be mm. more sensitive. I'm like, I want to be even more like, I, I like want to be able to like, feel more do more be more yeah 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 I think about when I didn't know that my sensitivity was a superpower and I turned that into projective aggression right you know trying to protect myself from everyone and everything and going out guns a blazing and just you know telling everyone what I want and demanding and you know being quite in the yang like the over yang aspect um, of what it is to protect oneself because you can protect yourself from a very soft nurturing place a loving place a place that is exuding expansion and love and that in itself creates the barrier to to the negative but or the evil Mm -hmm. Um, or you can be really dogmatic in your approach and tell everybody and point the finger and blame yeah. you know there's two different aspects of, yeah. of what that looks like absolutely i i was always a judgmental passive aggressive <laughs> angle it's a good um, one <laughs> it yeah. works it works it works but it definitely creates this blockage of not being able to connect with people because you're mm. trying to be protective in a very intense way that doesn't really serve you at the end of the day it's not and your it doesn't match your intention it didn't match my intention right to be in a space of love and connection but being judgmental and passive aggressive that doesn't even work in the same sentence it's like completely mm. opposite vibes but you mm. know you live and you learn i think that's the, yeah. the magic of being on the planet right it's like you live and you kind of figure out like what works for you what doesn't work for you and Having yeah. self-compassion and self-acceptance, I think, is a huge part of that. Huge, 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 huge. Yeah, because that abrasiveness is more than likely going to push people away from you until such point, for me anyway, that aggression, abrasiveness, I got to the point where I had no one around me anymore because everyone was too afraid to come close to me mm-hmm. for fear that I would act out. And um, and that for forgiveness piece you know making sure that you're in that place of self-compassion knowing that you know if anybody's listening to this and you get to the point where you feel that you resonate with either of these two examples like you don't have to do anything other than to soften and feel that self-compassion and know that everybody's done it everyone's been there and it's possible to make a turnaround you can just soften into the reality of what it is that you're experiencing and choose differently choice 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 yeah. yeah, it's all about that awareness of being like, mm-hmm. okay, this is like, this is where I'm at and this is where and where I want to be and how can I shift my perspective and my attitude to get me there, which is really yeah. nice to work with the coach in, the, in those spaces because I think it's hard to do it on your own to really see those aspects of yourself. Like if I didn't have a coach or a mentor, I'd 
I don't think I would even be where I'm at right now. I just wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see those shadow dark parts of myself that mm -hmm. I wanted to shift because they were so ingrained and they were so automatic that I would have never been able to create that distance to see, oh, this is not, this is my fear. This is my passive aggressive. This is my victim as opposed to who I want to be. So I think it's nice to have somebody reflect, lovingly reflect those aspects of who you are. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the blind spot, you know, sometimes yeah. you just can't see it until there's a mirror. Absolutely. Did you, when you decided to become a coach, did you also work with someone to help you like work through your stuff? Yeah. So I had a couple of coaches and mentors that I worked with and I suppose the one big thing that was so different for me is that I'm very, very disciplined. Now I'm, you know, I used to be a dancer, um, you know, and for many, many years, this aspect of what it takes to be a dancer, you know, and, and competing, it takes a certain amount of discipline. And, and I've always been from a kid, I was very disciplined. So for me to show up on my mat or my meditation cushion or my journaling practice or whatever it is, it's no sweat for me. It's no big deal. I know that this is not the same for everybody. Everybody has, you know, yeah. their struggles with uh, dedication and with discipline. So I'd say, yes, I had a coach and a mentor, but I did a lot of the work on my meditation cushion. Mm. You know, I've done a lot of the work in silence in my yoga practice. I feel like there was the, the holding up of the mirror, but the processing of all of that was done in solitude. It was the reconciling of those behaviors that I had been, um, whether it was witnessed that had been witnessed in me or that I had witnessed and then reconciling those behaviors through a movement or a breath practice softening the body so strengthening the the muscle tone but softening the tissue in the body so as to accept that as a part of my healing mm, I love that yeah I think it's important for people to hear that because you know you can work with someone or go to healers but a lot of the work is an internal work we could has to be right we can show you the what's that saying you can bring a horse to the water but the water the horse has to choose to drink or something 100 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so important it's one of the things that i say to my clients all the time is you know i'm gonna i'm gonna meet you halfway i'm gonna bring you my all i'm gonna show you step by step how to do this but it does require for you to meet me halfway too and it's not even meeting me it's meeting yourself really and showing up for your own practices um and I even did a post on Instagram I think it was this morning uh, where I said you know as humans we like to complicate things we love to think that there's just some magical potion and that you have to spin around three times in the one direction and then the other one and then go outside and feel the rain on your head and do a rain dance and then all of a sudden everything's just going to be perfect when in actual fact it isn't that complicated all it takes is for you to show up on your meditation cushion every morning that's it and the resistance to get to your meditation cushion is the work that's the work so you can do all of the self-help, personal development, soul mentoring, coaching, you can see the best healers in the world. But if you're not devoted to your own healing, then only 50% of the work will be done. Yeah. Yeah. You have to show up for yourself. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's kind of 
I mean, it's like there's no magic pill. I mean, I really wish there was because otherwise I would give them out for free. Like I wouldn't even charge. Just take the pill. <laughs> we can we'll be healed. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't that be so amazing? But at, then at the same time, there is something beautiful about going through the journey. You know, if you can really I mean, sometimes it's difficult, but there is something about it. Like it does feel good when you get to the other side and you can turn around and be like, oh my God, look what I've accomplished. Look right. What I've gone through. Look at the person I am now versus the person I was then. And right. it really does give you the sense of pride. It's like you, then it's like, I know I can do anything. And right. having that freedom of being like, yeah, I can manifest and create the life that I want to create absolutely I think it full circle to the back to the beginning of our conversation where you lean into your intuition and you leave that relationship and you look back and you think well if I could do that I can do anything right you take it a step further if you can get on your meditation cushion every day and I use that as just an example right it could be your yoga mat could be a walk around the park whatever your fear moment is that that resistance is if you can just lean into that resistance not even push through it just kind of move through it and get to that place that you resist the most, then you look back after five days, 20 days, 70 days, five years, and you think, well, if I can do that, then I can do anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's It becomes an addiction, actually, that you're like, oh my God, what else can I do? What else can I uncover? What else can I manifest? Who else can I connect with? And then it becomes this whole positive um, addiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And the universe will bring to you that which you put out there. So if you're having fun with this process and you're gleefully leaping onto your mat every day with joy, even in the times where it feels really uncomfortable or it's cold outside or dark, and you'd rather just be snuggled up in bed. If you can do that with a sense of joy, then naturally that is magnetic attraction. Mm -hmm. That which you send out into the world will be brought back to you. And one of the things I always say is you are a mirror. So if you've got stuff going on for you, then what a gift. Have a look at it. See what it is. Because I can guarantee you that that's playing on inside of you. Mm -hmm. And. I loved when you were talking about when offline, you were talking about your six month coaching program and you mentioned it as like a container. Like I really liked the way you said that because it made me feel like, oh, she's creating this space for people to heal. So I'd love for you to, you know, talk more about that. Of course. Yeah, it is a container. So one of the things that I speak quite strongly clearly with my clients about is that when we decide to do this work together that you're stepping into this healing sanctuary and I'm going to wrap an energetic bow around both of us and we're going to work together we're going to either see each other through zoom calls or speak to each other on the phone and we're going to have a connection via text or voxer whatever it is we choose because every client's very different and I try and create a space for them that they feel most comfortable with to communicate with me. But the container in itself is sacred and I'm connected with you and we're working together. And at times where you feel a bit wobbly, every morning in my practice, I dedicate time to my clients, right? So I don't take on many clients at once. I keep it quite uh, intimate in numbers, even though they don't know each other so that I can dedicate time to each client energetically each day. And I can feel their energy. 
and I can tell what they need and I can pour love, 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 love over them in the times where they feel a bit wobbly because we're in this healing sacred container. And yeah, it's just this experience. It's an experience because it's not just you have 30 minutes with me and then that's it. No, no, no. We are together for six months. And if you need me, I'm there. But ultimately, I'm going to teach you how to support yourself through times of challenge. I'm going to support you through um, not only cognitively understanding your patterns and the thought loops that are causing you harm, but I'm also going to help you understand how to bring yourself back energetically from that, whether it be by me holding your hand energetically through this this time in our container or literally picking up the phone and say, do this, now do this, now do that, write this down, you know, helping them out of that sometimes panic that they may be experiencing through transformation. I love it. Mm. And so when you, so when you do the six month program with someone, do they continue after that? Or it's kind of depends on the client. It depends on them completely. I must say of all the clients that I've had over the many years, at least 80% of them continue working with me in some way, shape or form. So whether that be in another bespoke program that we actually deepen the subtle practices or they jump into one of my programs or they join the alumni group or the mastermind group that I have that's by invitation only, there's a lot of different ways that they continue to work with me. Um, but, you know, also sometimes clients get to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm done here. Thank right. you so much. I love you. Goodbye. But if I were to look at the numbers, it's in between 75 to 80% that continue working with me. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like when you have a soul connection with a, with a coach or a mentor or a teacher, like why stop? Like, it's yeah. Like, agreed. Like agreed. It, Cause there's an unlimited amount of things that you can heal and work on. It's like, we're so vast in our soul's evolution and right study and there's so much to be to learn like I just don't think it ever stops it doesn't and like you said you know the, we start this little game with the universe right so you're up leveling and and by that I don't mean you're actually climbing up levels because I don't think you progress upwards in levels I think it's kind of all over the place but um so you're up leveling energetically spiritually you're evolving shall we say and with every level of evolution, every expansion of evolution, there's new stuff. And it's not that necessarily you need to like heal in different realms or that constantly be working on yourself, but the world is ever changing and ever evolving and you are ever changing and ever evolving. And it's just really nice to have someone in your court. It's really cool to have someone in your court where you decide, oh, I want to start a business or, oh, I want to leave my job or, oh, I want to have another child. Oh, I want to do all of these things. And that you've got someone who is kismet, you know, that that person who's in your corner that helps you work through the fears, the judgments, the apprehensions, all of these things that come up when you make really big intuitive decisions like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And also it's like, like you, like you said, like to have, so to have someone in your corner when you're making big decisions is such, it's so huge because huge, you know, it's we're it's, we're all a team. So it's so important to like have people that you really can support on that love you unconditionally and, and that are not judgmental. Yes. And that don't have a personal agenda. Right. You don't have a personal, like, you know, 
I love my clients. I love them so much, but I'm not attached to what they decide. Mm -hmm. They can decide whether they want to go this way or that way. And because I'm not attached to which way they decide to go, I'm going to support them equally in either of those decisions. Whereas if you have a spouse or a partner or you're working with your friends, a lot of the times, not all, but a lot of the times there's a personal agenda attached to that conversation. Yeah. And, and it's not intentional. I don't for one second think that our friends, family are trying to sway us one way or the other. I don't think it's that at all, but I just think that it's just human nature. We always think about how am I going to fit into this? And then my baggage will come up as we're having that conversation and my fears around the outcome of what that means for me will come about. So it's just really nice to have someone who's non-attached to anything. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So let's get into the infinite love questions. Oh, yes. <laughs> so the first question is, how do you use love in your work? Self-compassion, self-compassion self-compassion, self-compassion. You know, you, you had that extra cupcake the other day. It's totally fine. Like everyone goes through periods of time where they do things that they in retrospect, wish they hadn't love, 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 love. Speak to yourself as if you were this little six-year-old that is inside of you. That is just wanting to be loved, you know, Love, 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 love. And then ultimately this becomes something that you pour onto others. You know, someone does something to you that you wish they hadn't. You don't come out with fire. You come out with, oh, they did something that in retrospect they're going to regret. But you know what? Love, 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 compassion, compassion. I've been there. I've seen that. I've done that. I'm ready to just give them the grace of my compassion. Mm -hmm. yeah and how is your work used to serve humanity same answer isn't it really because if we can be compassionate towards ourselves then we're not as quick to point the finger at other people we nobody in this world knows what somebody else is going through no no one you know even the people that you tell all of your intimate secrets to and your stories and that know you very, very well, they have no idea what's going through your mind biologically, chemically, emotionally at the time of you making a decision or saying something. So it's really important for us to come to center and recognize that everyone's got their own stuff going on. So compassion, 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 compassion. That's it. Yeah. And what does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? The first thing that came up to mind when I, when you said that question or asked the question was this idea of being able to recognize harmful family patterns that have been playing out for generations and having the ability to stop that Mm -hmm. that is powerful being able to look at your own life and make a choice based on what you want rather than it's always it's always been done this way or I'm just like this or this is how things are done in my family or in my culture I think that that power of choice has a ripple effect out and if we can each be the stewards of our own futures without thinking about 
having to, and I'm doing this with quotation marks, little bunny ears, <laughs> having to follow suit from the people that come before us, then we each make a decision based on our, our wisdom, our inner wisdom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what do you love most about your life? Oh my gosh, there's so many things I love about my life. Oh, I live in a beautiful country. I'm married to a beautiful man with a beautiful dog. <laughs> we live in a gorgeous home. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to know myself as well as I do, to run a business that I'm so passionate about. I'm so grateful to meet like-minded people just like you. It just makes the journey all that better and sweeter. Yeah. I have incredible friends. Yeah, just I have I have nothing to complain about in my life. Nothing. Honestly, I'm so grateful for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude is everything. I love it. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel you receive love? Time. Yeah. Quality time. This is. Um, I understood the question correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, quality time for me. I feel like time is my, it is my most precious commodity, right? It's one of the things that you can never get back. You can make money back. You can make all of the material things back if you lose them, but you, you don't get time back. Right. You just don't get it back. So spending time with me is well-received, you know, hanging out, phone calls, actually being in the same room as someone you know it's just that connection via spending time with someone yeah nice when do you feel the most love first thing in the morning as the sun rises it's the day full of opportunity and you can see darkness turning into light yeah so beautiful so beautiful. Every morning when I wake up, I'm like, I'm alive. <laughs> Maybe <it's> another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a good feeling to think. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and, you know, I have this obsession with sunrises. It's quite ridiculous, actually. And, you know, I'll wake up and I'll hear the birds. And I'm like, I think the sun's going to rise now. And I'll spring out of bed and run to the window as if I was, you know, a child on Christmas morning. <laughs> just watch the sunrise, just the colors and the hues. And it's just, um, yeah, we have so much to be grateful for just by watching the wonders of nature. Yeah. It's incredible. You mm. must wake up early. <laughs> I do. I'm an early bird. I'm one of those very annoying people that just wake up and, you know, four or five and be so happy to be alive <laughs> but speak to me at 8 p.m at night it's a completely different story You're exhausted i'm done <laughs> i'm an afternoon person ah. best in the afternoon i've never heard that before that's incredible <laughs> because it's so great to know that right yeah. so would you do a lot of your um work in the afternoons then yeah so for me like from 11 to 7 is like my favorite time of the day like afternoon, oh. I'm just like, duh, 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 duh. nighttime, morning time, I can do it. Like, but to say I'm a morning person or to say I'm a night person isn't quite right. Cause I, 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 it's neither time feels wonderful. Like I'm always like tired or whatever, but in the afternoon, I'm just like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Do you structure your life around that? 
Well, you know, naturally I have, I do the most during the day. Like I, you know, like it's, I mean, everyone's working during the day. So I try to see my clients during the day. Um, I try to be the most productive. I write more. I mean, I just have more creative juices during the day. So like if I, <laughs> if I don't see clients from like 11 to two, that's like a really good time for me um, mm. to get stuff done. But if I try to wake up at five, I try to do the whole morning thing, like wake up at 5 a.m., be productive. I just literally like sit there like passing out between five i just am not coffee i'll try to do coffee and try to be all like ceos and bosses wake up at 5 a.m i'm gonna do that too and it just doesn't work it's just an example of how one thing just does not work for everyone ryan they say no. the 5 a.m club is like the most successful in the world but if you're not a 5 a.m person then you don't really feel successful doing it do you no you feel like a complete failure i'm like i can't do this and then they're like people that are creative at night so i tried to be a whole night owl like and i'm like eh. like i'm definitely more of a night person than an even a morning person if, if i had to choose but neither one so i just i'm like i'm just gonna create my own thing i'm an afternoon person <laughs> Brilliant. I love that so much. It's, that is just like authenticity 101, right? Yeah. I like yeah. when the sun's up during the day. It's my favorite time. Yeah. yeah. And Australia yeah. is awesome because it's like sunny for a long time in the summer. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really good. is. It's wonderful. Like I love when it's sunny outside. It's the best. It is. It just brings this whole level of joy that isn't there when the skies are gray. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, my last question is, where has love created a miracle in your life? Every single day. Every single day. I mean, the, you know, I always talk about how you can either lean into fear or love, right? And if ever you're contracting, chances are there's fear present. And whenever you're expanding, you're in the vibration of love. So as long as I try, and sometimes it is a try, although it isn't allowing more, than, more often than not, as long as I allow myself to feel love, that's the miracle. Yeah. That is the miracle, right? The dropping of fear because we're so conditioned to feel fear, especially during the times that we're in right now. You know, there's a lot of fear everywhere. And yeah. in every moment that I can just remember to allow love, into my experience that's the miracle yeah yeah i love that that's beautiful because it's moment to moment and i think people f don't realize that miracles can be small they don't necessarily have to be this massive thing it could just be the fact that you felt happy in a moment that you usually feel sad in that's a miracle yeah, yeah. and you mentioned it earlier the change of in perception right Right. That's a huge, that's a miracle. miracle. That's a huge, huge miracle. miracle. The reframing of something that felt really heavy mm -hmm. to not feeling so heavy, not even like jumping across the bridge to feeling great, just not feeling so heavy. Right. Miracle. Yeah. Being able to forgive someone that you thought you'd never be able to forgive. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, this yeah. has been such a beautiful conversation. I love your energy. You're so soothing and soft and I just want to give you a warm hug. Oh, I'm <laughs> hugging you right now. Can you feel it? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. How can people connect to you, find you, work with you? Please tell us your details. Mm -hmm. My website is ariana.com.au and that's spelled A-R-I-A-N-N-A.com.au. 
And there's all information on there, how to work with me. My social handle is at Ariana, spelled the same way, and Pina, P-I-E-N-A-A-R. And yeah, that's it really. I'm on the interwebs and you can find everything you need to know about me at my digital home. So thank you. Thank you so much. Such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for being on that podcast. I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. You can connect with me on Instagram at Corinne J. Kamara. Sending you infinite love. Mm -hmm.